What's the episode? What is the episode? She's looking at episode 4. Welcome to season three, episode four, the podcast where we watch that episode of a television show completely out of context with the rest of the series. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm Lisa. And I'm Adam. And we're here with Matthew Gray, Matt Gray. Hello. How's it going, Matt? Uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> Very excited to be here. Right now. This yeah. Is, this is thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> this is honestly thrilling. <laughs> um, Matt's so fun. Um, I work with I work with Matt. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody who's listening, actually, everybody who's listening is like people I work with. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah. Oh. Basically, they're hi either... coworkers. Hi Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> hi, yeah. Hi Crystal. <laughs> uh, uh, hey y'all, how's it going? Oh, uh, one of my old coworkers. Hey Natalie, maybe you're listening. Natalie? Yeah. Hi Natalie. She, she might be listening to this because the stoner aspect of this show. Of King of the Hill? Uh, King of the Hill, yeah. The stoner aspect? I, it played on, like, uh, Adult Swim for a while. Like, reruns, reruns would play reruns. on Adult Swim. We, we, we ones would play. <laughs> uh, reruns would play on Adult Swim, and that's like, you know, it's the, the stoner. Trend. I feel like now, too, it's like, because King of the Hill runs on FXX. Mm. That is, like, definitely the stoner channel now, too. Oh. Like, <laughs> FXXs? Oh, my God. What's it's like... <laughs> It's always sunny, King of the Hill, oh. Family Guy, American Family Guy. Guy. I think what we okay. do in the shadows. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, Dave, oh, God. the one with the show with Little Dave. Diggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on FX. <laughs> I it's have like, gotten, okay, yeah, you're right. I straight I, up stoner comedy. I've gotten people like uh, I've told this on the podcast before, but people have like stopped their car in the middle of the street to yell at me. Hey, uh, Little Dicky, I love you. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> you do look like little people. Yeah, he a recently lot. got a haircut, but mm-hmm. it what it does get quite poofy on the side. Quite poofy. Yeah. yeah, you you not understand. Oh yeah, I, that's why I'm wearing a hat right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I woke up today and I was just like, there is no chance I am doing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> this is not I a visible you. podcast, right? There's yeah. no, no camera no, anywhere. No, no like, camera. No. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's Are you ideal. kidding me? I'm dressed in bike shorts. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm in PJs. basically PJs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt that says T-Rex also hates pull-ups. <laughs> like, no one, no adult human being wears this in public. <laughs> oh, no. Or should wear it. Or should wear it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we watch King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah, great show. Yes, King of the Hill. My favorite show. Your favorite oh. show? One, at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest pieces of American art ever made. It, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna die on the hill right now. That, I'm gonna go on the record. Yeah, you're king of that hill. I will. I will be the king of that hill, and I will die. Like, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I have so many opinions about this show. <laughs> Excellent. Let's get into them. Yes. Uh, king of the Hill, uh, a Fox series. Uh, IMDb summary of this show is a straight-laced propane salesman in Arlen, Texas, <laughs> tries to deal with the wacky antics of his family and friends while also trying to keep his son in line. This episode is titled Pregnant Paws, spelled P-A-W-S, love a pun. That's cute. <laughs> uh, it aired on October 13th, 1998, and the uh, IMDb episode summary goes... Hank wants Ladybird to have babies, but the veterinarian tells him it would be nearly impossible, so he attempts to discover a way to get her pregnant. Which is only the, like, A story. There's, like, a yes. B story that's, like, wild in this, too. Yes. Oh a God. very a very good <laughs> yeah. King of the Hill B story. <laughs> yeah. It, and perfectly, like, like not too much. Definitely mm-hmm. not too much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the yes. guy's name? Uh, Dale Gribble. Dale. Dale. Dale Gribble. Dale Gribble. Hey, Rusty Shackelford. The neighbors, <laughs> the neighbors in this show are are great. Like, And even the one guy, what's his name? The one who tells Bobby he's Bill. not. Bill Dotrieve. Bill it does so little, and, and yet you've learned so much about his character. Yeah. Bill, yeah. as the show goes on, <laughs> Bill has so many layers. Yeah. Like, he, he is such a complex character. Like the guy eating hormone, yes. dog hormone yeah. biscuits has yes. layers. He's okay. looking in the window as yeah. Hank and, and, and Debbie, De- Peggy, Peggy, Peggy are Hill. about to get it on. He's 
happens to be looking in the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yes. what the Come fuck? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't even tell him to leave. They just shut. Hank <laughs> hey, is just blinds. like I can't even begin to address this right now. <laughs> That's pretty much like Bill's relationship and the whole show with them. It's God. just like, oh, like this poor guy's just here. Like yeah. we he can't help him. Reminds me of Teddy from Bob's Burgers. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Very similar. We can't help him. Yeah. We can't, <laughs> we can't help. Like he needs it. He can't be helped. Wow. Yeah. Oh no. Wow. Why? So this is your favorite show? Yeah. I yes. This is like this has been my comfort show ever since I moved to the city. Because mm-hmm. like back when I lived in the suburbs, like I would watch it when it was on. But when I moved here, I was like, I just need something to like throw on in the background. So I put it on, and it was just like it just scratches an itch. Because yeah. like yeah, like my hometown is. A really weird and terrible place <laughs> most of the time. It's comforting, but like though, yeah. it reminds me of home, even though it's not Texas. Like it's an hour south of here. Yeah, but like I just like there's so many of the characters in the show are like people that I grew up around. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> oh my god, like I've lived this. Yeah, especially wow. like Bobby <laughs> Hill too. I feel like is the most relatable. <laughs> Like, kid on TV, just because, like, every struggle he has is, like, something I think anyone that was a kid at one point had to grow up in that environment, like, struggled with. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, like, one of his first comments early on, and I forgot the joke. I didn't write this one down, but he said something that was so relatable, and it was a joke about either... Either the dog or something else, um, but it, yeah, he felt was like it about him, him like wanting a sibling. They got that, yeah, they that got was the it. dog yeah. because they they wanted they didn't have a brother or sister for him. Yeah, for him to, to like grow up with. But then uh, is so Luann is not his sibling then. Luann is his cousin. Okay, got yes, it. Got uh, it. Luann is a cousin, but they live yeah. together. Right, right. Luann's also great. Oh, yeah. What is it? The The summary the, on Google calls Luann a deadbeat. That's, that's <laughs> Check rude. this out. Wow. Check this so out. rude. I looked it up this morning. Um, set in Texas, blah, 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 who lives with his substitute teacher wife, wannabe comedian son Bobby, and deadbeat niece Luann. Wow. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> Because she's not a deadbeat. She's constantly like, doesn't she has a job? She goes so to school. So Luann, like, yeah, Luann is definitely not a deadbeat. <laughs> she is just like constantly trying. So like her mom is Peggy's sister, and her mom is like always in some sort of trouble, like legal yeah. trouble, life trouble. Yeah. So that's why Luann lives with them, and it's like her whole like storyline is her just like trying to figure stuff out, whether it's her like going to beauty school, uh, finding God. There's a lot of people do in that situation. Um, she has her boyfriend, Buckley, who tragically dies in a propane explosion. Oh, shit. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Buckley. Oh, no. Uh, Buckley, and I will say Buckley's the coolest guy. Oh. Really is. Oh. Really works at the town's like version of the Walmart. Yeah. But Buckley's a champ. Yeah. Also, but, yeah. Luann is played by the late Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. Oh. R.I.P. <laughs> Brittany Murphy is incredible. Cher, or she wasn't Cher. She was in Clueless. Um, in that one movie. You know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you said... <laughs> you said that this is one... This is like the one of the greatest or the greatest like American show. And then you also said that it was like extremely relatable for you growing up in like like in not a big city kind of a space. Yeah. When we were when we watched Arthur, we talked about how it was it felt familiar in that like these kids were all friends and like kind of lived around each other and like and like it felt familiar and relatable and then Lisa was like, "Oh, that's wasn't relatable to me. I didn't have that relationship with the kids I went to school with." Or I didn't have that, like, that neighborhood relationship with them. Um, And I feel like that's the, like, the thing that, like, divides people on this show is either you feel, like, immediately, like, I know this space. Or you're like, oh, I grew up in a city. I never, like, never had this at all. Yeah, this space is, like, I feel like it's so much of America. (laughs) Like, and literally anyone who grew up in a place that isn't 
a large city can identify yeah. with things that happen on that show, especially yeah. like if you look at things from Bobby's perspective. <laughs> just as like some kid, he doesn't and, have friends. All of his friends are the adults. Like oh, he yeah. has, <laughs> yeah. he has Joseph, yeah. and he has Con Junior. Yeah, like the right. two neighbors. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And like otherwise, he's just surrounded by like his lunatic neighbors. Yeah. And his parents, who are the most normal people, even though like. Interestingly in, in enough, the scope yeah. of it, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most normal, or maybe Boomhauer is the most normal. I don't know, but like, <laughs> like he's the most yeah. stable. Yeah, of the, of the... he's the most consistent. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like especially from Bobby's perspective, like it's just very, it's very relatable. Wow. Yeah. Like right. so many moments from my childhood, I can like see things that like they wrote for Bobby, and I'm like, yep, I remember that. Like yeah. that <laughs> happened. Like, it's just, it's it's yeah. crazy how accurate it is. You said that this show, or this episode, sets up, like, a lot for the rest of the series. And I noticed that, too, like, reading the descriptions on Hulu, they actually carry through this plot line with, like, them trying to have kids. So, yes. this season in particular of the show, alright, so this is season three, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first two seasons, the show is very much, like, just every episode was different. Where, like, definitely in this season and some of the later seasons, they started to, like, finally push, like, a, like a plot instead of just having oh, something different happen every episode. Alone. Right. So, like, one of the plots that starts is Peggy wanting to have a baby, all because Hank wants to get Ladybird pregnant. And mm-hmm. Peggy yeah. is like, wait, <laughs> oh my maybe God. I want a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not worry about the dog here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it starts there. And like one of like the running gags throughout the series is Hank's narrow urethra. Right. <laughs> like, this is where <laughs> we find out. This is the beginning of it. It's like, it's, oh, it's no. mentioned a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is one of Hank's defining characteristics. <laughs> his narrow urethra. I like how that's attention related thing like yeah. he's so uptight that his urethra is narrow i love that they're like you should just wear boxers yeah <laughs> and he's like mm, and they're like oh well uh if that doesn't work uh if that's not an option for you like he he's so uptight that boxers sounds like a bad idea to yes him. that's wild that's wild. i mean the, the the it speaks so much to the show about like like you can't talk about the show without talking about like Americana yes. at all, right? Mm-hmm. Suburban life. Suburban mm-hmm. life, yeah. You can't talk about the show without talking about masculinity, right? And what that means to to guy like a guy like Hank, who is so like caught up in what America thinks or what like socially we've taught men to be, mm-hmm. that he his it's affecting him physically. Well, and it's affecting him too in his relationship with like with Bobby. Oh yeah, because Bobby is so opposite of that. Bobby's gender Bobby's, fluid. I don't care. He's so like, cool. Yeah, like Bobby's the coolest kid. Yeah, and Hank has like such a tough time like <laughs> grappling with the fact that Bobby isn't just like. Some like Texas kid, like masculine asshole. Yeah, yeah. like wants Bobby, to play football. Yeah, Bobby just like yeah. wants to tell jokes and be a rodeo clown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I swear, if this show was made now, Bobby would be a gender fluid queer kid. Like it's so the opposite of. There's like, a lot of fan theories did. that think he was for when the show was made. You know, 23 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like so in touch with, like it. Bobby gets it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. He's not held down by what society thinks he should be. And that's why Bobby is like such a powerful character yeah. to uh, mm-hmm. as as the opposition <laughs> to like literally the entire town, but he's still the coolest <laughs> kid. Like yeah. and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like oh, Bobby Hill's the man. I love him. <laughs> what is what a smart, intuitive 12-year-old, you know? Yeah. And you're right, that that relationship really pits him and and Hank against each other and like Hank also seems like he has that with Peggy, where, like, she won't just tell him how she feels. Like, yeah. she's been passive-aggressive all week about him trying to get Ladybird pregnant because he really, like, what, like what he wants to have a kid, but his urethra's too thin. I think they just want another dog. Like, I think, honestly, at, oh, at right, the right, heart right. of it, they, Hank just wants another dog because he's bored. And he's Hank. <laughs> and I, I thought of it as like uh, um, 
like they said at the beginning, she's like nearly 13. This might be her last. I thought it was like a age thing. I thought it was like, oh, a, oh uh, like death's around the corner. This is the last time to feel young, feel vibrant, feel Damn. like we can create life. Um, and, and it's kind of hitting like them as parents because they're kind of, you know, older. I mean, they're older. They're yeah, not they're, old or anything. Bobby's but. 12, 13, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, I think like that whole, like literally that whole storyline like we were saying, like pulls together so much stuff that happens later in the season because that literally opens up that like Pandora's box of Peggy being like, well, maybe I can have a kid because yeah. like, I still can. But and then yeah. there's a bunch of questions and like, yeah. like routes they have to go down. Dang, dang. Yeah. yeah, it's a very deep episode. Yeah. <laughs> they even talk about, oh my God, they t- <laughs> some of the things they talk about in vitro, right? And, yeah. And Hank obviously has the wrong opinions about in vitro and mm-hmm. what's like a legitimate way to have a kid because plenty of like couples have kids through in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I totally, but it's actually the, the thing is, it's really heartwarming why he doesn't want to do that because he, he, for him, he can't like wrap his head around the romance of it. Yeah. Like he wants to just be able to be like, it's, it's all about him. Like he, he's the reason he doesn't want to do that because he feels inadequate. And he wants to just be like your atypical dude who can just get a lady pregnant by doing just, it. Yeah, <laughs> just be a baby factory out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he says he doesn't want to put his wife through all of that stuff. Like he doesn't want to put Peggy through all of the stuff that he's putting Ladybird through, um, which is a lot. Like he fully just like yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a really it's deep. Like, yeah, he goes. I watched it. I watched the episode again this morning, and I was just like, "Damn, this is heavy." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. this is like a, this was a very good episode to land on for the show because it's very uncharacteristic of a lot of other episodes like throughout the whole series there's like your serious episode as you do with like any comedy mm-hmm. but like this one in particular it's like damn <laughs> yeah. but that's i think that's why like the b plot with dale is so good <laughs> so because good. it's so it's so just like has nothing to do with anything else uh-huh. Until the end yeah. of the episode. They tied it in really well. But yeah, they tied it in perfectly. <laughs> but it's also insane. Like, he, he's... Dale's plot is that he goes to a gun range. Yeah. He learns he could be a bounty hunter. He's, he learns what a bounty hunter is. He doesn't overhear people talking about it. He's reading people's lips oh, that's while right. he's shooting a gun at a target. Like... <laughs> So funny. Hey, I was reading your lips over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, oh, keep on going, Lisa. Well, he just, he takes the class. He takes a video course. Yeah. To yeah. become a bounty hunter. The class of Thursday a.m. Jesus. <laughs> And they, give, they the test. Remember what I told you about the test. A-A-B-A-C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, like, so Dale, in particular, is the character that, like, I see most of in the suburbs, like, growing Uh, up. Yeah. Because, like, Dale's whole MO throughout the whole series is the fact that, like, in his head, he's, like, this cool, like, doomsday prepper, like, (laughs) know-it-all. Like, there's... Thousands of yeah. people like this in the suburbs right now. Oh, I, yeah. I could start naming uh, people, who think but they would come after me. <laughs> like literally, yeah. like preppers, yeah. people who think they know it all. Like the yeah. government's trying to get us. Like <laughs> I'm gonna start storing canned food. Uh-huh. Like there's so many people like that, but at their core, like they're just such weird wimpy people. <laughs> like, and that's what Dale is throughout yeah. the whole like the whole show. He's like. You know, I'm going to find you, this and that. I'm going to be a bounty hunter. I'm an exterminator. <laughs> but, like, the second anybody tries to, like, go after him, he just starts cowering. Like, yeah. He has to face himself in this. He's his own like, worst yeah. enemy. Like, he's he's just so, like, he's so caught up in his own, like, fantasy version of himself that he just fails to recognize the fact that he is nothing like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that really... And it's, like, literally... 75% of people in the suburbs right now. <laughs> I, I That really, like, like landed for me. Because, uh, like, I haven't watched this show that much. But, uh, like, I've always seen his characterization. He's wearing these glasses. Oh, and he's I, with the cigarette. Yeah, like, with cigarette glasses. And I was like, oh, those are just how this show is displaying glasses. And it's like, no, these are reflective 
Like these yeah. are those mirrored glasses. Yeah. Everyone who wants to be a bounty hunter also yeah. wearing those same glasses. Yeah. This is just a character. They're all cut yeah. from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, the the through line for me in this episode, what I keep thinking about is that um Dale kidnapped their dog. Yeah. And <laughs> but they're I know them and they're just gonna forgive him. Yeah, yeah. then it's like Dale throughout the whole series. Just routinely fucks people over. Like, it's just just so selfish. And they're all just like, eh, like, okay. He's like so dumb that they like can't even be mad at him. They're like, well, he's just a product. He's just Dale. Yeah. And like his whole subplot is really interesting too because he's a very miserable person. But like his wife, like his son is not his son. It's oh, John Redcorn's son. Right. He doesn't know, even though John Redcorn oh. is at his house with his wife oh every day God. doing spiritual healing oh, and like no. a running gag throughout the most of the series that he's just like totally blissfully ignorant to it. And like there's points where it's like, all right, he knows it's pretty obvious. that Joseph is not his biological son. But I will give Dale credit. Like he raises Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he is Joseph's dad. Yeah. But he is not his biological father. And Joseph's like not a bad kid. Joseph, yeah. he's kind of weird. Like he's always <laughs> he's like, kind of a dick to Bobby sometimes. He's but. yeah. I feel like he's just like constantly taking advantage of Bobby. But like mm. I don't know. He's I feel a like that's just of his like father. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was like think about the environment Joseph grew up in. Like oh, Jesus. yeah. Wait, like crazy... his actual biological father is constantly around, but but, but won't not claim raising him. him. Yeah. Like, What's That's going they on? They look exactly there. the same. Like, <laughs> what is wow. the what is the indigenous narrative that's going that's happening here? <laughs> I don't. I think it just goes more to Dale. Like I think a lot of that is more just like um, his blissful ignorance. Yeah, he does not care about anything other than himself and like <laughs> him looking good or like trying to look cool. Whether it's him like trying to become a bounty hunter mm. or like just trying to do all these like weird hyper masculine things. Yeah. Cause he literally <laughs> only cares about himself. Yeah. But he does raise Joseph like, well, yeah. I guess, mm. I don't know. Like he's at least a father. Exactly. <laughs> and like, he's around for him. And like, yeah. that's definitely proven throughout the series. Like when Joseph does well, like Dale is always there for him, Aww. which I think that's is sweet. really sweet. Like mm-hmm. that's, of all the things about Dale, like that's definitely <laughs> his truly only like good quality Redeeming. that isn't just funny. Yeah. Like, wait, isn't there a storyline that like wasn't his father just garbage? Didn't he like diff like? Ooh, I feel like there's something. There. Well, Hank's father, <laughs> Cotton. Oh God, I know. Cotton, Cotton like, is Hank's father worse. is the worst. Yeah. Like, I don't remember for Dale's father. I mean, I would assume so. I would have to dig deep. I feel like there's an episode that addresses it, maybe. But I could be wrong. There's... I I love the scene where they're, like, prepping Lady Bird for uh, the, like, mating with... uh, the other dog. Oh my god! And they're all dressed, all dressed up. up. Oh my god! And then the guy brings the other dog, the hound, and he's dressed <laughs> he's up wearing too. A tuxedo. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, in this world, they they all value it like that this. That was something I was thinking. Well, of. I was like, no, I've, I've never tried to mate a dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that like a ritual? Like, no. if you are bringing two dogs together, does everybody have to dress well? Like, he, he just said that he was late to something else. Yeah, he he had like yeah, a bachelor's yeah. auction. But to go. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Strickland is like such a classic like Texas piece of shit character. (laughs) He says he calls the this sex. He says, "Howdy, ma'am, the debutante." Oh my god! God, what the fuck? Oh my god! I think it's even funnier too because like Ladybird like is just this bloodhound, just like sleepy dog that they're just trying to like dress up and do all this stuff uh, for. Yeah. She's yeah. just like she's just the sitting most there, yeah. just the most the stoic most dog. Yeah. She's like got a bow on and stuff. Like this is outrageous. She straight up reminds me of my grandpa. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ladybird is just sitting in a chair in the corner, uh-huh. watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bird's just always <laughs> hanging around. Yep. Yeah. I and like when, when Dale like took Lady Bird, I was like, is he gonna try and pit her against all these dogs? And then he yeah. he he does something smart yeah, and he's actually. like what rolls her the window down and wafts the hormones out <laughs> to get the dogs to the car. <laughs> yeah. Which they're they're like extra strong because they've been giving her 
hormone cookie? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? yeah. Which, what the fuck? The neighbor eats. The oh neighbor eats the dog biscuits. Oh, my God. That's so, disgusting. Bill. So with Bill, like, there's a long-running thing throughout the series. Like, his ex-wife is this woman named Lenore. And there's an episode where he literally becomes Lenore. Like, he literally just be like, I'm Lenore, and starts dressing like her. Oh, no. So I honestly think something hidden throughout the show is that Bill is just not comfortable in his own sexuality. Because oh. there's literally, like a, like, a huge episode where he has, like, this mental breakdown and becomes Lenore. And they're like, Bill, like, snap out of it. He's like, no, I'm Lenore. Wow. And even to the point where Hank starts dressing as a woman... <laughs> just like try and get to like get him to feel comfortable in himself. Yeah. But wow. that like that scene right there also sets that up. Because why would he be eating like these biscuits? Like hormone. Oh yeah. God. So like does that happen? Wow. Yeah. That is like a definite thing. Cause like I totally forgot about those biscuits when he just starts munching them. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's Bill everywhere. becomes Lenore. That's like that's such a dumb joke that is such a deep character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow, yeah. wow. That's I'm like classic I, Greg Daniels, oh Mike Judge. Oh, Mike, Ju- Mike Judge is the best. Davis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I had a dog named Beavis. What's crazy is that <laughs> you have the guy who made Beavis and Butthead and the guy who made The Office together on a yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How? And, they, well, and that's the thing, though. I feel like it's a good, like, mashup yeah. of both of those worlds. Because, mm-hmm. like, silly. both of them are just so good at, like, analyzing people. Yeah. Like, analyzing, like, just the way people are in, like, especially in suburban environments. Like, it's Beavis and Butthead, for sure. Like, they're (laughs) just these two outcasts. Teenagers, weirdo teenagers, yeah. Yeah, and then The Office takes place in Scranton. Uh Like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's, uh, everyone's character is, like, what, like, they do everything because of that. And, like, everything, every funny thing is just They're all shaped by their environment. Yeah, and there's... And their environment is, like, part of... It's the reason you're watching the show, almost. It's like that, like they're brought together from it, and they have to survive within this space. Well, that's like King of the Hill. They're all neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. They have been forever. They're yeah. so dependent on each other. They're, they're eternally, <laughs> yeah. like... They're family. In that alley, yeah. drinking beers. They're yeah. family. Dang. <laughs> A character we never see on this episode is Boomhauer. Boomhauer is like the least occurring of the neighbors. Is it because he doesn't talk in English? Uh, the <laughs> one, he just <laughs> speaks Boomhauer. Yeah. yeah. Dang old Bobby Hill man. Dang old <laughs> girl man. Like, and I like to think that like Boomhauer isn't around because he's the only one that like is truly kind of normal. Yes, uh, right? And that's it's funny because it's offset by the fact <laughs> that you can't understand anything he says. Anything. Like, there's a very good episode later in the series where Bobby goes up to Boomhauer so he could learn how to pick up women. Yeah. That is, like, one of the most classic episodes. Wow. He's <laughs> like, listen up, Bobby, man, I'll tell you what, man. Just like, all you just gotta do, man, be cool, man. Go up there, dang old girls, man. They'll, they'll flock to you, man. Like, it's literally just all that. <laughs> yeah, he's just telling him to be himself. Basically. Yeah, he's like, Bobby, like, he's honestly, like, I would argue that Boomhauer is the most supportive of Bobby. Because Boomhauer just is like, yeah, man, like, you're cool. Like, I'm cool, be like me. Like, <laughs> I, I read it's the Wikipedia beautiful. on like the the main characters and stuff, which is a thing I don't normally do. But apparently, Boomhauer is a Texas Ranger. Yeah, that's like oh. that's, <laughs> that's like, also that's could be why he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, Boomhauer. Unless even if he's, I mean, if he's a Texas Ranger, that's kind of lame. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like, but he speaks multiple languages. Apparently, yeah, Boomhauer. Yeah. And the fact that his first name is Damn. Jeff. Like, I feel like Jeff. he looks like a Jeff Boomhauer. Like Jeff. Ooh. Always driving, like, the coolest car. Damn. Always has, like, the hottest chick with him. Like, I can't even be mad. Like, Boomhauer's cool as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> Boomhauer's the shit. Like, if I met Boomhauer in person, I'd be like, man, fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same with that. If I met probably anybody in that show, except for, like, Hank, Bobby, Hank, <laughs> Bill, and Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, boom, uh, I'm like, who the hell is this asshole? Like, <laughs> and if I met Dale, I'd just be like, fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, God, Dale. Yeah, Boomhauer is the shit. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I love Hank and, and Peggy and their relationship, though. Like, they, I think they work well together. Hank is, like, 
so confident in himself and that and his love for Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. But he also has this like extremely archaic uh, uh, like, masculinity. Yeah, masculinity. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Like that's like I think it's one thing holding Hank back because he like he loves Peggy, but I think he's so caught up in his own masculinity, it's really hard for him to show it. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's when he does. It's really powerful. It's like, damn, like they love each other. Yeah. He's the dad that, like, it took him forever to say "I love you." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like Bobby never, or not Bobby, but Hank, like very rarely tells Bobby he loves him, but he does. Yeah, it's just hard for him to do it. Not because he doesn't. It's because like he's a product of his environment. Yeah, especially when you're raised by cotton. Yeah, that makes sense because he's like the worst kind of guy that and he's probably so emotionally unavailable because he's traumatized by war yeah yeah <laughs> he has layers he Jesus. has layers <laughs> this show keeps going it keeps giving yeah wow Man. i really liked when uh they're taking um uh uh ladybird into the vet and there's that moment where like where the doctor says Hi Hank, hi Lady Bird, and then there's this like awkward moment, and Hank's like, yeah. "Oh, and this is my wife Peggy." They've had this dog for son. thirteen yeah. years. She's never been to the vet, yeah. and she, yeah, she says, she says "I take care yeah. of my son," <laughs> but she has a job. She's a substitute. <laughs> She's a substitute teacher. teacher, the best substitute teacher in the district. <laughs> in the district? Yeah, she's wow. she specializes in Spanish. Which is funny oh, because right. she just it's speaks in horribly oh, wow. broken Spanish. Yeah. Me llamo Peggy Hill. Como te llamas? God. Oh, but yeah, that's how she introduces herself. I take care of our son. I take care of our son. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 13 years. She hasn't ever. Never taken the dog to the vet. She's never, yeah, she's not involved in that. And like, and she introduces herself. It seems in a wry, like joking way. Like she's poking fun at this a little bit, but like that, like her whole identity is just their son. And so she doesn't take. Maybe it's like. But also, why Hank has Hank never of, mentioned his wife? Hank takes care of the dog. She takes care of the son. Maybe is that how? That's it works? honestly sometimes know. like the the way Peggy loves Bobby feels like the way Hank loves Ladybird. <laughs> but it's weird because it's not like Hank loves Ladybird more than his own son. But yeah. it's yeah. just like. That's just the way they have this love. It's the way they have this weird relationship. Well, it's the way so they, much easier for him to love Ladybird because Ladybird is just quiet and docile. Yeah. <laughs> She's a dog that like yeah. it doesn't matter as much. Well, I mean, it still matters, but it doesn't like it doesn't matter as much to the person the kind of love you give them. Yeah. And with Hank, it does matter. So he's like, yeah, Hank doesn't have to worry about Ladybird like trying to become a rodeo clown. That's true. That's Ladybird true. is just a dog. And <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> dog. And so he's willing to get in vitro fertilization yeah. uh, that he learned about from a like a, a, a gay co- a no, queer they, couple. He learned about it when when they went to um, they flashback. Right? right, right, right. And one of the things he says is, <laughs> "In vitro is science run amok." <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of that whole conversation with the doctor telling them they can do in vitro. Or Peggy even says it. Like, mm-hmm. we can do this, and then we can have a kid. And he's like, I'm not doing this, blah, blah, blah. That's how I was raised. By my mother and father, not a test tube. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what, what is the he, fuck? What does he think is going to happen? It's, it's a really good episode, too, that, like, hammers on Hank's traditional values. Because, like, yeah. when the couple comes up to him at the park... And they're like, let's yep. go have a beer. And like he comes back and yeah. Peggy's like, well, I had the first thing he's like, Are you two brothers. And they're yeah. like, uh, uh, it's uh, clearly a gay couple. Yeah, obviously yeah. it's a gay couple. <laughs> and the fact that like he gets home and he's like, well, I spoke to these two gentlemen at the bar. And he's like, and before, before it went, before, went wrong. It went, before it all went wrong, they gave me some very wrong? good information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I totally forgot about that part of the episode. It's so because it's another good thing. Because it one like Hank isn't like a bigot, yeah. but he's totally so <laughs> un- he's just so uncomfortable uh-huh. outside of his own environment. You and your brother, <laughs> you like you brothers. and your brother. <laughs> <laughs> their their reaction wasn't to even correct him. They yeah. were just like, okay, this yeah, is like okay. this is Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, nineteen ninety eight Texas, yeah, like pre George Bush oh. America. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, that was like a very a very funny look into Hank. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it's just like, of course. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> just this whole like, <laughs> we're from Texas. Like, we do things how we do it in Texas, in America. Like, propane. Oh my god, this yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Hank propane. will die on the propane hill. Propane, football, yeah. like, guns, <laughs> cowboy shit. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. It's I've, dense. I it's, mean, Bobby wants to be a rodeo clown. It's still part of the rodeo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that it's like... It's the fun part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the reason he wants to become a rodeo clown is because Hank signs him up to try and do, like, the actual rodeo and to, like, oh. teach him how to be a cowboy. Oh, dang. But Bobby meets the rodeo clowns at the thing and is like, you guys are cool. Because that's, like, Bobby's thing. Yeah. Another cool thing about Bobby is Hank tries to get him to learn how to shoot. Because that's like the Texas thing. And Hank is like a notoriously awful like marksman. Oh. He's very oh bad God. with a gun. Yeah. Of but course Bobby he is. Bobby is like a savant. Like yeah. wow. he literally is like the best marksman in the neighborhood. Like out of nowhere. Damn. Like he's just like nailing bullseyes and stuff. And that's like one of the few times throughout like the earlier parts of the series where like Hank is truly proud of Bobby though. It's oh, really cool because wow. he's like, that's my son. Yeah. Like He's doing me proud in the way that like a Texan son, a Texan son, yeah, should do me proud. In the way that, and Bobby doesn't give a shit. Yeah, about and Bobby it. doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. just cool as a cucumber. He's just like, oh my yeah, God. like I won, <laughs> like, I won. I did uh, there's so much like the layers are there. Like I feel like every kid and every parent has that kind of relationship sometimes. Yeah, or has seen that in their in their relationship where you just like are someone that's not what your parent expected and they have to like they have to learn to adapt they Mm -hmm. yeah they have to like learn to they're like okay just because you're not that doesn't mean i don't still love you yeah and and they have to like let go of all those expectations you know like you're not gonna be a football (laughs) you're not gonna be a quarterback bobby you're just not gonna do it yeah and that's the thing too like he tries to get bobby to play football and bobby (laughs) just hates it yeah he tries to go play soccer and it like drives hank up a wall he's like you can't be playing soccer blah 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 (laughs) this is texas one of those (laughs) like this like the classic hank hill yeah like what like (laughs) it seems like hank is always that like i mean willing to change by the end but that's the thing that is like hank is such a good character though too because he does grow like he does admit when he's wrong he's just so caught up in his own ways that it's hard for him to do it like Mm. hank definitely knows what's right like of all the neighbors he is the one that knows the difference like between right and wrong because dale's just a jackass (laughs) yeah bill bill has his own things he's worrying about totally untethered yeah Yeah, bill bill just needs to be comfortable in himself Uh uh-huh and then boomhauer is just boomhauer like but hank is like definitely the voice of reason and like is definitely the most willing to change Uh i did not expect to watch this show and (laughs) to come into this podcast and be like oh the show says so much about America. Like, yeah, this is a sociological yeah. experiment, this show, in the most beautiful way. Exactly. Because like, it's funny. Yeah. And it's not like, <laughs> I, I like, whenever I talk about the way I grew up in the suburbs, like, I'm lucky because my family was super cool. Like, they all have their head on straight. It's nice. But, like, so many people I grew up with don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And it's hard for yeah. me to like talk about it without being an asshole and being like, th- like fuck this person, or this these people, this group of people. Yeah. But like King of the Hill does it in a very good way that like I certainly couldn't, because it's <laughs> like no, like these people aren't the worst people in the world. They're just different, and that's the way they go about their life. Yeah. And you have to hope well, that one day they now. can change. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. That's you but just, like yeah. I don't know. It's like well, that's the show doing it. That's like, true. Yeah. That's the show bringing it out of me. Like, <laughs> but it's just ah, it's such a good lens. It is really it is. easy to write off. Like, I used to like be so unforgiving of the people I grew up with, and now I'm like. There, like, it took me a while to realize, like, oh, at least they knew what they wanted. Like, yeah, that, I, I was say, over here floundering. And yeah, they, King like, of the Hill gave me the perspective that I needed because, like, especially in the past few years with everything that's happened, like in my hometown, especially, I've just been like, this sucks. Yeah, like this is awful. Like, I need to get out, and I did. Mm-hmm. But like, 
yeah, King of the Hill, like, when I say, like, it was, like, a comfort show for me, because I was like, damn, like, all right, all that shit sucked, but, like, what was I going to do about it? Like, I did everything I could. Like, I didn't, I I was raised by good people, like, and I know a lot of cool people back home, and there's nothing I can do about it, just hope that people learn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, King of the Hill, especially, too, shows that, like, these people just are so stuck in their ways. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, dismantling that system without... Like, completely, like, unless you want to live there, unless you, you have to love that environment and love those people enough to stay and try and, like, to be the Hank Hill and, well, like, convince people like, to change, you something know? Something that's so rooted in the suburbs right now is, like, the idea of tradition. And, like, that's the thing in King of the Hill is they're also stuck to these traditions. Yeah. yeah. And people back where I grew up, and I'm sure where you grew up, Lisa, are so <laughs> hinged to these stupid traditions of just like dumb things that need to be done. And it's I'm not yeah. talking about like on a large scale. It's like things as little as like making sure your grass is cut. Like having a clean car. <laughs> like picking oh, up yeah. dog shit. Yeah. Like it's people are so tethered to that. And it's just weird that that's the culture. Like but, why does that matter as much as like anything else going on in your life? Yeah. Cutting the grass. Seriously. Seriously. Like, yeah. and I'll be honest, I love cutting grass. <laughs> it's very oh, therapeutic. Absolutely. But I have Never I don't cut the grass because life. of some sort of society thing telling me like cut the grass. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm just like, I'm gonna go listen to music or a podcast for an hour and go cut the grass because yeah. it'll make me feel good. Yeah. Like, we don't have grass in Arizona. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No grass. What do we do? I have collected firewood for bonfires before. Do you oh. rake do you rake the sand? No, <laughs> no, no, we no. fucking <laughs> Break this clean the in. pool like. uh, water the plants I feel like a lot of I never had a pool yeah I water the plants water the plants that's that. a thing like I mean they're cactuses but they still need that watering so. my, my mom grew oleanders like oh wow those are what they need a lot of water yeah uh, it, it really doesn't make sense to grow them in the desert yeah yeah <laughs> I your mom just likes a challenge <laughs> yeah apparently yeah. driven <laughs> um, so but yeah, it is there. It's just yard work's therapeutic. Yard work yeah. is therapeutic. Yeah. That is one thing. Like now that I live in the city, and I have for six months, but like I do miss like some weird things about the suburbs, and that's like going back again to like King of the Hill, scratching that itch. Yeah, because it's just like man, like some of that weird suburban shit is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's like some <laughs> of the Shuffling. traditions of suburbia yeah. can be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, like. You have to leave, though, to be able to, to see To appreciate that. it. Because yeah. I was like, man, like, as crazy as some of my neighbors were and people I grew up around, like, having, like, the whole neighborhood come around for 4th of July was kind of cool. That's like neat. It yeah. was kind of cool. What? Like, and just stuff like that. Dang. Or, like, playing youth baseball was cool. <laughs> or, like, just, like, yeah. hanging out and doing bonfires was cool. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's like, you just, you take what you get. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's good to have, like, good memories. I feel like yeah. everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show, what this show does well is show you, like, just, <laughs> like, the, that you can see both sides. Like, you yeah. can see, like, oh, it's it gave me the perspective I needed. And, yeah. Where, like, like I said back throughout the past few years, I was just so bitter at home and just, like, everybody around here is insane. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're insane, but they don't know any better. Like, <laughs> and also they the, them. They're it's... not going to try, but we can at least try to help them up as a society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like, like our generation, like, anybody under 35 right now has their head on straight for the most part. Like, I hope so. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. wants to see society become a better That's place. true. I don't know. There's... I want to believe you, but I'm being from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, some of the Trumpers run deep. Oh yeah. Um, and we did just—I don't know if you—you <laughs> you heard the audit just came back. Oh boy. Like a month ago, and guess who won the election? It was Biden. <laughs> uh, thank God what we a did surprise. a totally partisan wow. audit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's just. That's just Arizona for you. Like, There's still people there who are not going to believe that. But the crazy hometown yeah. is like a very, very conservative part of the suburbs. Like literally like a little pocket <laughs> where like there was, so there was a big like local election before I moved out to the point where like there's like the Homer Glenn GOP that was running and they're all like hardcore like 
insurrectionist type Republicans. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and the opposite, like the people that were running against them literally put stuff in the mail in every home in Homer Glen saying all of these people on the ballot posted on Facebook that they were at like the Capitol riot. Maybe don't vote for him. Oh wow. my and the god! The Capitol riot people still won. Oh wow. my like, that god! Like how crazy my hometown is. Oh my god! They still won in like a landslide after just getting doxxed. Oh my god! They got doxxed, but Wait the doxing worked. The doxing might have worked. Might have like yeah, like <laughs> that's like oh, in perfect. their favor. Yeah, yeah. How it was crazy. In what aren't they gonna be like? Aren't they on? People who were at the riots, aren't they under investigation? Like, yeah. what is happening? I was like, the wait. FBI's coming for you, bitch. Yeah, like, it's wild. Not That's... just regular narcs, big time narcs. Yeah, the, the narcs. <laughs> the like, narcs. The yeah. narkiest of narcs. <laughs> the literal <laughs> FBI. <laughs> what the Holy fuck? Shit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's just like. That's America these days. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. divided. And love... this show isn't like about politics. Like King of the Hill is just about it, like people. touches on it. Yeah. But like I would love to see a King of the Hill like one season reboot. <laughs> just for just, just for now. Yeah. Because I would love to see Hank Hill in twenty twenty one. Yeah. It's He's a really either, good mirror. Like what what do we think Hank Hill would be up to right now? Like Bobby, hope Bobby <laughs> hopefully Bobby's killing it, doing comedy. Like Bobby <laughs> probably just secured like a nice little Netflix deal. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's, yeah, Bobby's doing better specials. than Joe Rogan. Yeah. Bobby's yeah. Oh. killing it. But I could yeah. see Hank wearing his mask out in public, and it's like his nose is exposed, his chin is exposed, <laughs> and it's just going over his mouth like this. Yeah, like yeah. Hank. Hank would like Hank at the start of the pandemic would have been like, all right now, like. <laughs> we need to be careful and look uh -huh. out for each other. Uh -huh. And he would like he wouldn't deny the virus, but he would hate all the parameters of it. Yep. Yeah, and you're like, telling me I can't go to my own grocery store. What do you mean I can't go to the grocery store without wearing this stupid mask? <laughs> like he would do it because he's Hank and he's like a good dude. Yeah, like Dale. Dale would have been at the Capitol riot. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dale. Yeah. Dale was there. No. Like Dale was in Nancy Pelosi's office. Oh my god. Like oh, he god. was. He was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Dale. The thing about Dale is he's so like dumb that he wouldn't even. That's why he would be there. That's why he would be there. He would be completely god. oblivious to like there being like like actual violence. Any actual violence he's faced with, he can't even. Stomach it. Like, he drops his gun. He does when he goes after the, immediately. the yeah. guy in the B-plot with the parking ticket, oh, he, they man. give him a bounty, and the bounty is just a guy with a parking ticket. Yeah. And, of course, Dale brings a gun. <laughs> yeah. A shotgun. <laughs> he brings a rifle. In, uh -huh. Hidden in the pizza box, and it's sticking out. Uh -huh. Like, what the well, I love too when the first time he tries to get him, he's literally like dressed up like a florist. Oh, yeah, yeah. As he looks into the people, you see Bounty Hunter on his head. And then you hear the car pulling out of the driveway. Oh, like, just that, is, there. that scene in particular is Dale Gribble to a T. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the smartest man in the world. Maybe you're not, Dale. Like, oh, no. Yeah, you're right. He, he would have been at the riot. He totally would have been at the riot. Yeah. Bill. I feel like Bill would love quarantine. Like, oh. Bill would have been living it up in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, Bobby would just be killing it. He'd be, he'd be doing stand-up. I feel like Peggy, <laughs> Peggy would be, like, wearing a mask inside. Like, inside her the house. Like, she'd be wearing a mask inside the house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but Peggy would definitely be like the hardcore just wearing COVID gloves. protector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just constantly like spraying like yeah. like masks like and disinfecting everywhere. Yeah, what's yeah. crazy is I think Luann and Hank are actually more similar. It is. Like, I would yeah. agree. They're they're like, really similar. Hank and Luann's relationship is really kind of cute throughout the whole thing because like <laughs> Hank, I think based on like his own weird principles, like can't wrap his head around any of the things that Luann does just because like he wouldn't know what it's like to have a daughter and especially having like this grown woman around the house that is not his daughter yeah, and like, he just yeah really he wouldn't know him. how to be a woman at all yeah so. and like but, but their relationship like over time like he does it's another thing where like it's hard for him to show it but like he genuinely cares about her mm -hmm. he does hate Buckley though that's R.I.P. R.I.P. Buckley R.I.P. What <laughs> to be fair, Buckley had like no aspirations, right? Like Yeah, but he was cool. <laughs> when does he die? When did he die? Uh at the beginning of season three. Oh shit. So, um, oh, 
Hank, <laughs> Hank, so Hank gets fired, or I don't remember if he gets fired or he leaves Strickland Propane or he gets laid off or something. And he has to go work in propane sales at like their version of Walmart in oh, Ireland. Oh, no. And Buckley works there. And like Buckley's like also kind of in like the sales department and whatnot. And there's an accident that happens where the store blows up and it kills Buckley. And it causes Luann to go into like a major mental breakdown where like she shaves her head. Whoa. But then, oh, they're totally making fun of Britney. Yeah. They? Well, no, this is pre-Britney. This is more like this is like yeah. this is like Sinead O'Connor. Like that's oh, kind of no. playing on. Yeah, she like becomes like an activist and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and but like throughout the series, there's a point where like Luann, like that whole season, just like can't get over Buckley. She's just constantly like looking for ways to cope with it. But then like she sees his angel. <laughs> and he's like wearing the uniform of like the store yeah. just like floating I actually discussed getting an R.I.P. Buckley tattoo with one of my friends are you gonna do it? I don't know I feel like I need a few drinks do you have any one. tattoos? I do not because oh. the friend I was telling this about I was like dude I want to get a King of the Hell tattoo and he's like we should get matching Strickland propane tanks <laughs> yeah I was like, that's actually yes. kind of tight. It's pretty. Cool. All I wanted to get was just like R.I.P. Buckley somewhere, <laughs> like random, like on my leg somewhere. Yeah. The Strickland propane, it sends. It's a little classier. It's a little it classier. is a little classier. I actually yeah. had a customer at Trader Joe's, like when I first started in the city, that had a Dale Gribble tattoo. Wow. It was just his face, like with a cigarette. And I was like, Amazing. that's tight. Like, that <laughs> is a very good tattoo. You have to really love King yeah. Dale. Yeah, yeah, just to have Dale Gribble's face Dale on you. Gribble. With the cigarette and everything. Like, oh, my God. Oh, it's I so love that. Cool. Um, do you have a favorite episode of the show? Um, I'm trying to think. There's an episode where the guys all become volunteer firefighters. That is very good. Like, nothing goes right. Yeah. That is a very good one. Um, Trying to think. When Bobby goes to the women's self defense class, that's a good one. That's like a very classic episode. Yeah. Like, that's my purse. Like, that's kind of like the whole classic line. (laughs) But, there's like, there's so many episodes of that show. It's like The Simpsons, where like, it's very hard to pinpoint one, but those are always like the two in my head. Yeah. My my dad used to watch this show all the time. I think he really saw himself in See, I'm trying show. to get my parents uh. to watch King of the Hill because like they're they're not very much like in like the King of the Hill like ideal of like traditionalness and stuff. Like I said, they're yeah. really cool. But I'm like, I want you guys to watch it just so you can kind of see it from my perspective. Uh-huh. Just to be like, oh, like, this makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, we've li- like, we all lived this life yeah. together. Like, yeah. That's so cute. You want to share this with your parents? Yeah, I was like, I, now that I'm gone, like, I want you guys to watch this just so you can, like, Aww. see how I feel about the way oh I grew up God. in this uh-huh. town. Because uh-huh. I know you guys feel the same way. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have cool parents when you're, especially when you feel, if you feel, like, alienated. Like, Bobby doesn't feel alienated at all, I don't think. Mm-mm. Well, that's Bobby. why Bobby's so cool. Yeah. Like, he doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he's just gonna do him. Yeah. Even, even when he's, like, like, forced to go get cookies from, like, a specialty store, pays $26 for He these was fuckers. so mad that he yeah. had to bike two miles yeah. to go get these cookies. <laughs> and, and then, like, uh, and he's finally told, no, you're not adopted. <laughs> and uh, He has another question? He has another, oh, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell, tell you your, your middle name. I'll tell you your middle name. <laughs> Will you give me some milk? Okay. <laughs> sure. There's actually another very good episode with Bobby where he thinks he has gout. So he drives around in like a rascal scooter all the time. Uh, and he's just like, I got the gal. Like, no. That is a very uh, classic episode. Oh just to hear God. a 12 year old kid being like, I got gal. Oh, no. In no world does Bobby have, have nope. gout. Like, no. <laughs> nope. But he's really dramatic and like, and he's really smart. Way, like, yeah. the fact that he even like would be able to recognize it and be like, I have gout. It's <laughs> so funny. <Gout. laughs> Oh my god. Uh nobody dies in this episode, right? Nobody dies. Nobody dies. Yeah. Does anybody 
I guess technically Hank and Peggy probably smash. Yeah, that's true. And they're trying to get Lady Bird to smash. Oh, she does fuck that guy. Yeah, she does. That dog. She does. Or get, whatever. They have sex. There is sex in this. There is sex in this. This is, yeah, this is a a sex filled King of the Hill episode. Yeah, it's. (laughs) (laughs) This is a purely purely in discussion. Somehow with sex, lots of sex, no sexual tension. Yeah, no. That describes King of the Hill. Pretty well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how are these two together? There's no chemistry. <laughs> I don't know. They uh, love Hank, each other. Uh, Hank, yeah. Hank used to kill it back in the day. Dang. I bet. Hank was killing it. Bet. He's tall. Yeah. He's tall. He no looks good. pretty no good. good. Like, like when they show him younger, it, they honestly, he, he looks exactly the same. Exactly the except same. that his beer belly is smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. His <laughs> hair's longer and he's just a little more slim. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Oh. Peggy looked the same. So. Melamo Peggy Hill. Melamo. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, do you? I don't know any more Yeah. Is there anything else about this show that you need? Man, I feel like this got really deep. I feel like we touched into a lot. I didn't expect it to. Yeah. But I mean, it was a deep episode. It brought us there. Damn. It was a really good episode to land on. Yeah. For the sake of discussion. Hell yeah. That's why I chose season three, episode four. Just because yeah. yeah. of this season. He well says done. That, this one. He says that, but he picked it arbitrarily. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good pinpoint. It is. I yeah. really think so. I think so, too. And the series changes from here on out, even though it goes till 2010, 12 years later. That's wild. Yeah. It's still like, this is big for... Big for Hank and Peggy. Yeah. yeah. Big for Hank and Peggy. Damn. What a and lovely couple. Yeah. Peggy Hill's awesome too. I love Peggy Hill. She is she is my queen. Like, <laughs> I love Peggy Hill. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. People should watch the show. Yeah. People should watch this yeah. show. I, everybody, like anybody who has grown up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. or anybody who's really grown up in America mm-hmm. should at least watch a little bit of King of the Hill. I feel it's, like people it's, it's outside of America can yeah. also feel this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're growing up in a small town in, I don't know, Norway or something like that, you probably have a similar <laughs> feel about it, this. Also, like, if you're curious about American life, yeah. that is the way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is such a good, like, slice of life yeah. of suburban America. Mm-hmm. 100%. A portrait yeah. of suburban America. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's ve- it's a very niche look at, like, one, one part of America. I would love America. to see it, like, if they made it dramatic or, like... This is Mike Judge and Craig Daniels. Slice of America. Slice of America. King. King. Of the hill. King of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that that's this song. It's oh. so good. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, we'd like to thank the creators of the show, Mike Judge, Greg Daniels. Uh, this episode yeah. was written by Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger. And was directed by Chris Moeller and Wesley Archer. This episode is filled with the dulcet tones of Mike Judge, Kathy Najimi, Pamela Adlin, and Johnny Hardwick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have our show if they didn't make theirs. So. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kill Hill. It's such a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where where can we find you, Matt? Where where can people find you? Uh, Do you want people to find you? Yeah. You can find me. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Excuse me. Underscore Matt. Underscore Gray. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Boolean Don. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, uh, what else? Yeah, just go ahead and follow me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really doing much right now. Just kind of hanging out. But, but keep you, an eye out. Matt's yeah. like incredibly funny. Oh, thank you. Like, Do you like post jokes on Twitter and stuff? Uh, I shit post about baseball on Twitter. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> it is a lot of shit posting on Twitter. Hell and yeah. If you don't like baseball, don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I do, I, I have a weekly Spotify playlist that I put out. That's cool. It's called what? Matt's Cover Weekly. That's very um, cool. I didn't put one out this week because of the White Sox uh, and they okay. lost, yeah. but I don't want to get too deep into that. That's it's giving me enough fair. sadness for the past <laughs> hours. But yeah, you guys can go ahead and find me there. But I'm, I'm super glad you guys had me on. This is like super fun. To yeah, it was great. King of the Hill. Yeah. And it got really deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, you never really know where these discussions are going to go. Nah. Uh, and it it was nice to, to talk about it with someone who 
like had the same perspective. I totally agreed with everything you were saying. I was like, oh yeah, duh. Like that's like I was watching this and thinking of home yeah. the whole time too. It was it was really nice. It scratches an yeah. itch. It really yeah. does. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to season three, episode four. Our theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. You shout can find out Jacob Bernstein. Yeah, shout out. Check shout him out. out. Yeah. Uh, you can find Lisa on Instagram at L I S S I S S I S S A. You can find Adam on Instagram at Damn in HD. And you can find Ozzy on Instagram. You heard him scratching at the couch earlier uh, at O Z Z I E the Buddy. And you can find this podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words, the numbers are numbers. Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> too high. I want too yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, We're at a different part of the song. <laughs>